You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve, and returning are the co-hosts Brad and Chris. Brad, you got any plans for Halloween? Well, I'm gonna dress like a clown, of course. So, wait a minute. I thought that was your greatest fear. Sometimes <laughs> you have to just take them head on, run away from himself all night. <laughs> no, we're painting up some painting up some uh, pumpkins right now, and um, yeah, just doing family stuff. Gonna gorge on candy. Oh, yeah, sounds great. Yeah, What's your exciting. favorite candy? Um, I can't think of anything inappropriate here to say, so probably just <laughs> probably Go just Jolly Ranchers. Truth. Probably just Jolly Ranchers because you can toss them into Zima, you know. Oh, man. Chris, what's your plans for Halloween? Uh, it's our anniversary, so wait, you guys met on Halloween? Started dating on Halloween, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That's nice. Yeah, so that was on accident, but. Sorry, you guys just both walked into like a restaurant and said, "Well, I it's guess like, we're on a date." You're looking good. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're, we're gonna be doing stuff for that. Cool. My kid's a little too old for trick or treating. Yeah, we're we're in the new neighborhood, and apparently last year trick or treating was pretty huge. So we're hoping that happens again. So you know, we have the little kid running around like a little gremlin, and just uh, see how many. I mean. Hopefully it's good. If it's really crappy, then I guess we're going to have to make real plans next year. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we are continuing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise review. And if you're on the video, you can see I've got the VHS and the DVD here. And if you're in podcast land, well, you're just going to have to imagine it. Google it. Especially if you're driving, stop right now. Actually, don't stop. Just Google it while driving. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, we can barely get any listeners. Now I'm going to kill them. <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, I, I, first impression on this, this is um, this is a fail on New Line's. <laughs> if, if people don't know, New Line took this over. Uh, they bought it from Canon. And then they wanted to basically own all the big franchise guys. You know, Freddy was, you know, the house that Freddy built was New Line. They acquire Leatherface. And then later on, I think they eventually acquire jason friday the 13th and they come out with friday uh jason goes to hell so uh interesting move here by new line yeah. yeah to me it's like this is what happens i thought they had like hired mckinsey and company to come in like the consultants that come in right before your company fires a bunch of people and they just try to cut costs and maximize your efficiency because this is kind of what happens when you bring in a consulting group like that i don't know what you guys are talking about it looked professional the entire way it's a great, well-written, well-acted movie. It's, is that always just nice and streamlined? Like, yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, it, it looked fine. That's fine. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it looked fine. <clears throat> yeah, it looked like a studio did it. I mean, I had a fight falling asleep for the first 15 minutes, but yeah, studio did it. Um, and then, you know, we got an armadillo with a uh, earring. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the coyote has an earring, too. I noticed that. I totally I, missed that. That's when I noticed it was the coyote on the the hood, and I was like, wait a sec. 
Well, I paused it when I was looking at the armadillo, and I'm like, is, "Why is there? Is that a piece of metal from the the car?" And I kept looking at it, and I go, "Wait, that's an earring." Yeah, I just ignored it what? at first. I just thought it was something <laughs> on like the puppet or whatever. <sighs> All right. Well, I forgot that guy's name, and he was so uninteresting. I was just like, I don't care. So I didn't even write it down. Uh oh, you're talking about um, Tinker. Tinker? Not Tinker, the original yeah. the, the guy, the, the guy who's with the um what's her name? Michelle, like the guy she's traveling with. I forgot his name, but he's just like, you know, he's not long for not he's oh, not Ryan. Long for Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Complaining uh, yeah. about everything. He was. He he was a complaining little shit. <laughs> All right. Well, before we uh pop this tape in, let's uh look at the quick facts here. Directed by Jeff Burr. He was coming off of uh, the stepfather too. That's why they chose him. But I did read that they were considering Peter Jackson. Uh, yeah, that would have been pretty good. Kind of missed that one. Yeah, he he did some good things for New Line. Yep, just uh, just some a things, few. Some little collaborations with Viggo Mortensen turned out pretty good. Just a few movies. Yeah, just just made an entire mountain of money <laughs> for New Line and Warner Brothers. Uh, written by David S. Shaw, based on characters by Keem Hinkle and Toby Hooper. And uh, this is the first one that has nothing to do with Toby Hooper. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah, I, w I wonder if they would redo that looking back. Because uh, I know apparently Toby Hooper was going to be involved. He either did a treatment or was going to do a treatment for the third, but... I, I don't know. Something happened. And it didn't work out. Either they didn't like it or scheduling problems. I don't really know. <laughs> it's, you know, it's New Line. So released on January 12th, 1990. Oh, the January dumping month. Wah, wah. <laughs> January 12th. Wow. It's never a good sign when a horror movie comes out in January. It's like just the signature of death. Now, is that for the sign, though, for like people like us who kind of have bad taste? Isn't that like a good time to go see movies then? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Slender Man? I think Slender Man came out in January, like 2018 or something. And that's something. Anyone who hasn't it? seen that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's something. I haven't seen it. I watched the documentary that came out like the same time, but I didn't oh. watch it. It's got some bad. It's got CG that looks like it was made in the late 90s. Oh, nice. I don't, yeah, so they must have gave a studio like one week. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, boy. They and forgot they were writing it. Like, oh, shit, that's supposed to come out. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, this thing had a budget of $2 million estimated, whatever that means. So, Is New Line, they, are they like a drug front or a, a mafia front like the last uh, company? Like, No, no, the New Line's real. New well, they can't put the cocaine in the budget that's true so it's like seven or eight million but they can't say that and then we got a box office of 5.7 million dollars right. so it wasn't you know it really depends on how much they marketed this because this movie was shot fast edited fast then they had a hell of a time getting it past the mpaa um you know basically like every horror movie, especially in the 90s when they started to crack down on them. Uh, and then it got pushed from like November of 1989. And then before you knew it, it was in January. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> oh god and then they changed the ending on the director and didn't even tell him uh it's yeah that's kind of a shit show um i you know what i i think it's mostly the production studio i think it's new line mostly new line's fault that a lot of this stuff happened because they kind of set up a young director to fail but at the same time i i do think the director you know was kind of naive and trying to push the boundary a little bit too much but i get why it's texas chainsaw massacre movie you want to you know push the boundaries of gore but there were a couple shots where I'm like, come on, dude, you're not getting away with that. <laughs> like at one time they wanted to hang a dude up by his, uh, actually it was Ryan in this movie, hanging up by his legs by meat hooks and then cut him right in half and on camera. And I'm like, dude, no. Some terrifier shit. Yeah. That's, that would have been great. but Yeah, but you can't do that at this point and get it in no. the theater. I mean, now with streaming, you can do whatever the hell you want. Like no one looks at ratings anymore. Except someone who has like little kids. I I don't think theaters are going to worry about anything for a while. Yeah. yeah, as long as they can make money and survive, they're going to allow anything now. That's a good point. So, starring Kate Hodge as Michelle, our scream queen, I guess. Uh, she does a good amount like, of screaming at one point. I liked her. I liked her. She uh, well, she takes. I mean, she kicks some ass at the very end. Mm-hmm. Her and Benny. They're a good character. I like Benny too. Mm-hmm. Then we got William Butler as Ryan, the whiny boyfriend. <laughs> I couldn't tell. And they went back and yeah. forth. Well, but. like if you just want to listen to him bicker, it kind of was like brother and sister. But they specifically, I think he specifically said, well, you're just going to go to Florida and then, you know, leave. And I'm pretty sure they were in a relationship. But then she was trying to fuck Tex, so I don't know. Wow, she was farting with him, little, yeah, a lot. But yeah, I mean, when they were about to break up, she's just jumping the gun a little bit. <laughs> uh, Ken Forey, Ken Forey as Benny. You might know him from Dawn of the Dead and a lot of other things. I mean, shit, the, the newest, so movies. The, the newer Dawn of the Dead from like 2004, 2005? No, no. Oh, the early original from the 70s. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we had Tony Hudson billed as Tom Hudson as, as what? As Sarah. Oh, this is the mom. No, wait, Sarah. Sarah is the, oh, I put her in this on purpose. I think Sarah is the girl who shows up at the, the beginning, peeking through the window. And then he, then we like Benny kind of saves her or she saves Benny from Leatherface. And then immediately she's dispatched from this movie. And I'm like, yeah, she was, why is this character here? She was like Newt from aliens in a way. She just had this deterministic, she just knew she was going to die. Well, it seemed like they did her like that shock character at first. And then all of a sudden a switch flips and she's just having a conversation, smoking a cigarette really (laughs) weirdly. She's like holding it with both hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you eating a sandwich? And then Benny like lights a cigarette for without even asking. He just puts two cigarettes in and I think lights it and then hands her one. And I'm like, I you didn't even ask her? You just I mean, like no. would you turn that down? Just <laughs> covered in blood running from a serial killer. You're like, whatever. I mean, what does it matter? Uh and then Vigo Mortensen as Edward Tech Sawyer, which he was coming off prisoner. That's why they or prison that horror movie. That's why they chose him. It's a good choice. He's 
clearly you could tell right there he had talent. Then we got Joe Unger as Tinker Tank Sawyer, the brother who has a hook hand. And then R.A. Mill Haleoff as Leatherface. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Uh, look it up. See if I'm wrong. Probably a... He was a big Leatherface, by the way. I mean, at this point, he was clearly the biggest. Uh, he wasn't quite, you know, like the weightlifter or whatever they had when they did the remake, but he was big. Yeah, I think he rips off the, the back trunk of that car, doesn't he? Like... With his bare hands. Yeah, the actor did that. Wasn't even special effects. Just like, <laughs> yeah. So they were <clears throat> they were definitely going away from Toby Hooper's leather face, which is more kind of like a frumpy big guy. I mean, you know, he could still have the strength and everything, but he this one just like getting more closer to the superhero gigantic anti-villain that we get used to in the later films. Well, yeah, I think all three of them have been different so far. Like not not like size wise or anything. Just the first one, he's just his personality was like, "Stop running into my house, leave me alone." And then in the second one, they're unhinged and weird and rapey. And then this one gets <laughs> goes in a different direction altogether again. Yeah, all three of them though. I I get the sense that they okay, maybe not the second one, but the first and third one, I get the sense that Leatherface is very efficient with his killing. He doesn't kind of like play around with anyone while the second one is more of like, you know, unhinged and will play with their food. I feel like his first and third leather face goes right for the kill. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I know you're going to say something about, oh, he likes them private parts. (laughs) I just, I wish they wanted to went that way with it. Like still is like just the brother that is struggling. I like yeah. that angle a lot more because it's it's also comical to me because in the first one, like when he holds his hand, he's just freaking out. He's like, why are they coming into my house? Leave me alone. I'm trying to cook. <laughs> like, yeah, I think they kind of made him into like a rapist in this one. And it's like in the second one they did when she was in the, the tub of pop. Yeah. And he changed well, of the crotch and starts like licking his lips at her. I feel like the second one played around with him being confused with the sexuality. He doesn't quite understand it, but like he's clearly someone showed him like a sex ed book or something, which probably made it more confusing for him. Uh, and then this one was definitely like, oh, no, he 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 knows, you know, he's moved on. He's learned. Yeah, he knows something's up. like and I just like. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's gross, because I'm like, what are you doing? Just like saving the middle Little bottom part for him. Oh, gross. No. Mm. Uh, weird, nasty sex toys. <laughs> disgusting. All right. So that's uh, that's all the quick facts in this. Before we get on to the VHS tape, uh, you guys want to watch this teaser trailer that is actually the trailer? I-, I thought there was two different trailers. I thought this was the teaser trailer we're about to watch. And then there was another normal trailer, but a, a I looked through YouTube and this appears to be the only trailer. Okay, so let's, let's give it a shot. I, I tell you what, there are some awesome trailers for this whole entire franchise of nine movies, actually. Like, especially the Michael Bay ones later on. Like, oh, I was like, nine. <laughs> it's I like, nine. All right, let's watch this. Some tales are told, then soon forgotten, but a legend is forever. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, rated R. The most controversial horror film ever starts Friday, January 12th. Okay, so uh, when we pop this tape in right here, and you'll see the nice little leather face. We're now clearly this new line is, is going just with Leatherface as the star. I don't know if you could tell that from the movie, but from like all the marketing, it's just about Leatherface and the saw. I think that makes sense. I mean, everyone else was kind of had their marquee, like terror guy, you know, you had Michael Myers, you had Freddy Krueger, you had Jason Voorhees, you had Pinhead. So Chucky, I mean, it makes sense. Chucky, it makes sense on. for Leatherface to be in that group. Yeah. No, I get why they went with the marketing. Uh, I think the marketing on this, and New Line usually does a really good job with the marketing. They know what they're doing. It's just the film that's the problem. But yeah, uh, yeah. we go on and we have one trailer in this. It's called Heart Condition, starring Bob Hoskins and Denzel Washington. A cop gets a transplant from a black guy. And I'm saying that because the marketing in this is all about a How white racist cop with a is. black heart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he has to reconcile that. Oh, wow. That's a really great well, storyline. Yeah, because the ghost, he deals with it. He's like, I can deal with the racism. But it was, yeah, it was something else afterwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was something. He's like, I understand being a racist to alive people. I can deal with that. But you're racist to a ghost? I'm already dead. <laughs> and then at the end, everyone, like, everyone kind of figures out, you know, they, they learn a lesson and they get along. Uh, I or or they become like a buddy cop ghost, uh, you know, ghosting cop. <laughs> it duo. sounds like an Adult Swim show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I I think he's trying to solve the murder. I think it ends up he's trying to solve the murder of Denzel Washington's character, mm -hmm. and but you know, of course, there's a subplot of him, you know, not drinking anymore, treating his body like crap, and you know, listening to his girlfriend. Yeah. But he's like fighting over that cheeseburger, and he's like, "I'm the only, you're the only one that can see me. You're just fighting with the cheeseburgers." <laughs> uh, it, it looks good. I'd watch it. I think I would too. Uh, Is it one of those that just would be just terrible if it didn't have like Denzel Washington in it? Though, and he's just like, like we really don't have anything to do here. So Denzel, you need to carry this for the next thirty. But minutes. Bob Hoskins is great too. Yeah, I mean Bob Hoskins can. Hoskins, I said Hoskins. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> as long as man if we had a mistake counter imagine how many we'd get up on that ding ding ding, ding. <laughs> all right let's go on to the feature presentation and now our feature presentation i hope our movie notes in explaining this is more exciting than the first like 30 minutes 35 40 minutes of the film i don't know uh, it doesn't really pick up until they kill ryan I would say. Yeah, so this was billed as the most controversial horror film is finally here. Wasn't that like on the, is that on the box art somewhere in one of yours? I remember it's on the poster somewhere. Yeah, they say it in the back to something like that. Uh, let's say here, the nightmare continues. The infamous Leatherface is back in the most controversial horror film of all time. And really, they're just playing on the marketing. Yeah, that's at every stretch. It's a stretch. Yeah, it's a bit. Uh, so at the time, they couldn't get it past the MPAA. It took like 10 times they submitted it. And the MPAA gave them the last X rating before they turned it into NC-17 after this film. And I don't know if it was this film that started that or just like kind of like the last straw. But this film also wasn't allowed to be released in Great Britain. Actually, maybe the entire UK. 
because it was part of like the video nasties and stuff like that. So, you know, that hurt. Uh, New Line actually in the documentary I watched mentioned that that was actually a big blow because, you know, the UK is a pretty big market. So it's more like the most wah wah, like, oops, sorry, you can't get in here. Controversial Chainsaw Massacre movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always thought uh, that was kind of their branding, which where they're always going to try to push the MPAA and like that would make kids like it'd be like, you know, kids out where I grew up wanted to listen to gangster rap music because it had a parental advisory sticker on it. Yeah. It, 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 they say that the sticker made it sell more than it would have before the stickers. Like when yeah. they first came out. Well, that was the thing. New Line was only pissed off about it because they couldn't get it into certain theaters. That's mm -hmm. what makes it, you know, like you can go from like 2,200 theaters around the United States to down to like a thousand just because like some people just won't show certain types of movies, yeah. especially if it had an X rating on it, like an X rating, you couldn't get into anything. You had yeah. to get it down to R. So I understood New Line's <clears throat> angle, but I also understand that at the time, you know, the censorship groups were trying real hard to come down on these Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. So Nightmare on Elm Street didn't get it as bad for some reason. And I think that's because Freddy was so goofy. Yeah, it's a comedy. Mm -hmm. This one, you know, I <laughs> no one saw the first two as comedies except Toby Hoover. Well, the second one we saw as a comedy, but it was so demented that I think people, you know, were like, mm -mm. Nope, we don't want our youth seeing this. Yeah. They're gonna splatter their brain. They're gonna be evils. Smoke those cigarettes. That satanic panic. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was like actually um Stranger Things played on that this year. Mm -hmm. It was pretty good angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was started in the 70s and went well into the 80s. People were all pissed off about that. I mean, there's people that swear up and down that, you know, Satan made them do stuff in the 70s. And I'm like, mm, did he? <laughs> or are you just bored? You got nothing else fucking to complain about. Uh, okay, so the the scroll is kind of interesting in this one. And uh, the scroll says that Sally died in a private healthcare facility in 1977 after the events of 1973. And W.E. Sawyer was the only family member to see the trial and died in the gas chamber in 81 because the jurors concluded that Leatherface, presumed to be an unapprehended killer, was in fact an alternate personality of Sawyer's, activated whenever he donned a crude mask made of human flesh. Oh, so what they gave this thing like the Highlander 3 treatment then, where they just skipped the second movie and just went straight from one to three then. Okay, I was confused yep. on that too. I was like, what? They well, all died. I'm pretty sure W.E. Sawyer <laughs> is never in the first and second one. Because it's not the old man, right? That's not W.E. Sawyer. I was thinking it was the cook. I don't think so. I think W.E. Sawyer is actually in the fourth one. And he's huh. the young one. Which we'll yeah. talk about next week. Okay. Yeah, no, we should have Googled that first, I think. No, I think, um, well, here, the I'll just go straight to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I don't think it is W.E. Sawyer. There's W.E. Slaughter in the uh, fourth one. Oh, Slaughter? Oh, I thought it was W.E. Sawyer in the fourth one. I mean, Slaughter is what it says on IMDb, but 
No, it just says Jim Sudo is the cook in this. His name is the just the cook. No, he's got a name in the second one. Mm-hmm. Drayton Sawyer. Drayton Sawyer. That's it. Yeah. So who the hell is W. E. Sawyer? I don't know. Yeah, so, I, I read it and I didn't look it up. I just ignored it. But I, I was like, that ain't right. Well, and so are they just basically calling Sally crazy? Like, oh, Sally, you couldn't have seen all that. We don't believe you, you silly woman. From trauma. I mean, that would be a good angle if they would have played that into another one. Yeah, but they just kind of like made it up in this. Like, Why can't you just say they got away and they weren't caught? Yeah. What? Why did you kill Sally one? What, what the fuck's the point of that? Well, I, I think know. Sally was already dead when we watched two because yeah, but they're pretending friends, like the second one didn't happen. His friend's nephew or his friend's kids were dead. They have to pretend though the second one didn't happen because they killed Chop Top, the cook, Leatherface. They killed everyone in the second one. Yeah. So I I understood that. I just like what? Why? It, you're just making it more complicated. Yeah. Just you're like Leatherface and his family are still loose somewhere in the rural area of Texas. You know, shit. It, it's not complicated. Uh, anyway, the the movie starts with Leatherface killing a girl, and, which which I don't mind. Like a you know an open like this where you get right into the action because I thought them making the mask for him making the mask you know, kind of reflected what Freddie did in the first one, making the glove. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I thought it was a decent open. I just don't understand why there's a girl outside staring out the window and not doing anything if that's her huh. sister. No, I think she's like in a cage also when we see her there. She's not just staring in the window. Are you sure? Because I thought he got up and looked outside the window and opened up the door looking around, couldn't find anything, and then slammed the door shut. Yeah. I don't know. I thought she was in a cage somewhere else, like watching him do it because she escapes and gets out or she I guess she was already yeah. escaped and maybe watches through the window and then runs away. I don't think Leatherface has a very good memory and I don't think he's very good at keeping people confined because you notice how many times people escape Leatherface. It's like 50 50 at least. <laughs> it's every movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're three for three. <laughs> I did a scene in this one for when she, he's trying to throw her in the uh, deep freeze. She just keeps popping out. And he finally just lifts the radiator and shoves it on the thing. <laughs> Fuck it, stay in there. <laughs> oh, my brothers are gonna be so mad. I let someone get away again. <laughs> uh, let's see. We meet our travelers of the film, a relationship in question marks, <laughs> Michelle and Ryan, who are our couple on the ropes and traveling through Texas to get to Florida. And then I just stopped caring. I'm like, all right, that's that's enough. I don't give a shit what's going on with these two. This is a terrible couple. Terrible. At the yeah. beginning of this, I'm like, wait. So he's going to die soon. Because she's just like, I wish you'd talk to me and take off those damn head, you know, headphones. He's like, why? Radio sucks. <laughs> I mean, I can see his point. I mean, I kind of like the crazy right-wing Christian people. It reminds me of home, like, <laughs> driving. Like, when I used to make the Chicago to St. Louis drive back and forth, like, the southern part of Illinois is pretty bad. I mean, they got some yeah. crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, the first time I drove through there all those years ago, I heard some stuff in the gas station I was not expecting. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we went to Virginia and we were in some small town outside of uh God, the racetrack there. But uh we, the gas stations had some ridiculous bumper stickers. Oh, yeah. I can't can't imagine. I, I kind of want to make the drive from Missouri down to Florida uh, again and kind of like cruise through Alabama just to see what they got. You better do it soon before Florida washes away all the way. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. A few giant storms away. Sorry, people from Florida who might listen. <laughs> oh, it's nothing against them. Yeah, it's not like they're they doing got, it on purpose. Well, up. Yeah. All right. So they hit an armadillo. The armadillo's got a, a you know an earring, and then Ryan smashes it. And I'm like, so what was the point of that? I guess foreshadowing, <laughs> just really like lame ass foreshadowing towards the end of the movie. Yeah, did they do it on purpose or was it just no. one that they released and it's just walking around? It's just I think they were listening to the radio changing it and they're like, oh no, no I mean, did they hit it like was it intentional, not on their part, but on the family's part? Oh, I yeah, set it out there. Yeah, little... or was it just walking around after it caught it and yeah. put an earring in it? Well, th- that's what I was trying to figure out too. I was like, oh, Tink, there must have been something in the script before they had like Tink that was like obsessed with catching animals, putting yeah. the earrings on it because he wore an earring. Mm-hmm. That's how I realized. I was like, oh yeah, they're earrings. So there must have been something in the script, and then they just cut it out, didn't shoot it or whatever, because that's just bizarre. Uh, and then, you know, they hear the story on the radio that there's a death pit, just a pit full of dead people. <laughs> like, okay. And it's just straight up nasty. I know. I do. I do think that they, someone was in a relationship that understood, like, sometimes they go too far. He's like, well, you see when the, all the dead people are in the pit, it creates a chemical. She's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can relate with that. Sarah will tell me all the time. I, you don't have to tell me this. I'm like, oh come on, I have this knowledge that no one else gives a shit about. <laughs> That's why I started a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta get it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we go there sometimes too. Or I'll start, yeah. like, I'll start going into the details of like Star Wars and like, and like oh something like Avengers or something. And it's like, yeah, I don't care, don't care. I'm a girl. <laughs> yeah, I watch her eyes glaze over once in a while. <laughs> she's like i'll watch it with you eventually but when you info don't well see you're still in the early stages so (laughs) she'll she'll make an effort (laughs) they're like oh that's very interesting um when you get to brad and i's stage they'll they'll, sometimes they'll just walk out of the room they don't even like oh i guess we're done you're just sitting there still talking and look over and you're like honey just here in the house. Hey, everybody, an old man's talking. <laughs> okay, next they stop at a last chance gas station. And uh, I do like Alfredo, like just a weird, creepy loner. Like, just, there's just hanging something. out in front, just staring at, looking at pornography. He was cutting it up for the bathroom. It's decoration. <laughs> I was like, don't you care about profit, Alfredo? No, he's just cutting up his magazines. Uh, and then, you know, creepily, <laughs> like when he jumps in front of her and just like takes her picture. Well, I got a good one. I got a good one. And I was like, oh, no, are we just going to make my biggest fear right there was like, this is just going to be a recap of the, the first one again. No, he's just a, he was just going to rape her. 
it's that's oh. that's the that's where they were going with that yeah him down and he's like kicking stuff and he's like you stupid bitch <laughs> stupid <laughs> fucking bitch. Like, jesus christ man calm down a little bit maybe you'll get get lucky once in a while yeah how about, nicer. how about not like creeping them out in in like seconds yeah <laughs> Like, even the guy who would just be sitting in the background staring at him has a better chance because at least, you know, it took a minute for them to get creeped out. This dude's like, immediate. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, the good-looking hitchhiker comes up, which I'm trying to think, like, so was that, like, one of the family members that drove him up to the gas station? Maybe. Or does he really just hitch everywhere and just, like, mm, if someone's going to be a dick to me, I'll decide to eat them. Because Ryan's a total dick to Tex. Tex wasn't hitchhiking. Yeah, he asked for a ride. I thought he asked them if they needed a ride. No, no. He's like, hey, you know, I'm just oh, trying to yeah. get here. Like I said, it's kind of boring in the beginning. Once oh, yeah. You just you look off and you skip stuff. He was like trying to get somewhere, but he gave him like bad directions. He's like, you want to take this other road here? And yeah. Turns oh, out that's that what it was. They asked him how to get where they were going. He's like, you might want to stay out of these small towns at night. Yeah, he, he like asked him where they were going, and because I thought he was dressed as a cop. Hmm. Yeah, you, you were really out of it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's dressed like a Australian like crocodile Dundee is what it is. Oh, so I get I that. It, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a cop. God, it's like yeah, he's wearing his Western gear. Well, I mean, Ryan was a total dick to him, and I get not wanting to pick up hitchhikers in the middle of nowhere, Texas. I totally understand that, but he's just like, listen, mister, we ain't got time for you. And I'm like, "There's all you got to say is like, hey, I just don't know you. <laughs> it's creepy. All right, I'm sorry. And then that's when I think he, you know, showed him the other way, you know, told him the road was closed and then, you know, basically sent them off so his brother can get him. I think it was because Ryan was, I'm thinking that like, if you give him a ride, he doesn't kill you. But if you give him shit or say terrible things to him, but I don't know what Alfredo was doing when he was chasing him off and shooting him, you know, trying to shoot him with a shotgun. I assume that was all part of the elaborate play that they were putting on to trick them, which would kind of like stomp out my plan of like, if you give him a ride, I don't know. I don't really know what they're trying to do with this whole situation, but. Uh, and then they they take off on the road, uh, running from Alfredo shooting at Tex, which you think Tex gets shot and killed. Mm -hmm. And then this like really intimidating truck runs him off the road. Yeah, it's, they have the same truck in every movie so far. That's what it looks like. And that was the one that threw the coyote at him, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some type of Ford, I think it was. I think I read in trivia somewhere. Yeah, and they have Whatever. it in like two, and then they had it in the house in one. It's like they keep taking it with them. Yeah, it's bad. They're two badass trucks. I'm telling you, these guys, that's how they make their money for all this killing is through their ability to do like engineering and I guess just work on engines and stuff because those guys are brilliant. That's what I was thinking they were trying to do with tax because he keeps saying, you know, like, nope, technology's our friend. I thought he was going to be the one that makes like a lot of money scrapping stuff for them or building stuff and they sell it off. Maybe that was part of his character. And clearly you don't have enough time for all that. But I think it's kind of interesting. But their, their tire gets flat. They're trying to put the tire back on. A leather face attacks them and goes off on their car. But they yeah. get away. This is kind of where I kind of browned out for a second. I think 
he's like yelling at her to stop the car to I got to put the lug nuts back on and then Tex jumps in the way of Benny and them and they both mm-hmm. like swerve off the road and wreck yeah well, that's right a staggering Tex yeah because he's still simulating like he's been shot yeah that was it okay and then that's when they <laughs> Benny like Benny's a cool character but he immediately just gives him pain pillows and I'm like wait what <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know where he came from. All of a sudden, just Benny was there, and I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's I kind of browned out during this, too. Like, Benny was just... Because this is, like, really the point where I'm like, oh, I'm really bored. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not exciting. Uh, yeah, and then they kind of... I think they fall asleep, and then Benny and Tink get into, like, a, a confrontation. Like, he drives a truck at him while he's trying to load his gun. Yeah, because Benny yeah. kind of knew... Oh, cause, yeah, because it was like, how did Benny figure out that these guys were bad news? It was like something. He saw crazy. a chainsaw in his back. The back Is that what it was? Yeah, because yeah. he was going to get a ride. And he's like, but I got to get something for my car real quick. And he goes back to get his rifle, which if he really should have had that thing loaded, if he's a real survivalist, that thing would have been loaded and ready to go. But No, he's he's got the bullets in the glove box. He's got the magazine under the seat. No, I think he had the bullets minutes. in like the coffee can. Yeah, they are, but I'm just saying they fucking yeah. it's taking them for fucking ever. I was like, yeah, why don't you have a clip like loaded? It's not even that difficult. <laughs> I just because I think it would have been better if he was a real survivalist if he would have had you know an ammo tin with like a bunch of clips in there. But then he'd immediately shoot tank, and this wouldn't be much of a story. <laughs> oh no, yeah, he would have the yeah locked and loaded that sucker, and tank would be done. Yeah, because doesn't he fall down a hill? And then Leatherface finds him and we kind of see, I think they showed it in the last scene, but like Leatherface has like a huge limp because they're referencing back where he dropped the chainsaw on his leg. Mm-hmm. So he, I think Benny and him get into a fight. They get in a sword fight. That's right. A chainsaw <laughs> gun. Sword oh, yeah. fight. That was pretty good. There are parts of it that are really good, but like the beginning of this is just so boring. Yeah. Like getting to the meat and potatoes is just difficult. Yeah, and then they, they get into a fight, and then I think Sarah, the little girl in the woods, like helps Benny get away from Leatherface, and then that's when they have the smoking no, that's thing right, that we're she talking distracts, about. She distracts Leatherface. He's like, hey, you wanted me, or something like that, and then he chases yeah. off after her, and she gets away. She's just out of She's lost it. She's talking about eating rats and stuff. and She's yeah. trying to explain to Benny like what's going on. Like, this is serious, bud. I know, because I like at the one point when Ryan's like, no, there's a guy with a chainsaw chasing us. He's like, sounds like you're a few quarts low of a tank. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, bud, yeah. been drinking, I see. And then, and then you know, uh, Michelle comes up and he's like, wait, are you guys serious? <laughs> and then finally that guy runs him off the road or, you know, tries to run him over. And then that giant guy wielding a chainsaw. I mean, Benny's gone through some shit in like five minutes here. <laughs> I, I have a note that says tiny saw. Was he using a small oh. saw? <laughs> I need to write better notes. So yeah, they were like struggling on the ground or something, and he, oh, yeah, out. he pulls out the little. <laughs> well, I was like, what? Like what? Why? <laughs> like is that his sidearm? You know, like a normal <laughs> person would have like a sidearm, like so. double holstering cha- chainsaws, little tiny ones. I keep a 22 around my ankle. He's like, well, I keep this little bitty saw. 
oh, it's the medical saw. That's oh, what it was. Okay. It wasn't oh, like I a thought, little chainsaw. Oh, I thought it was like a little, little Dremel tool or something. And yeah. he gets Benny in the leg when they're fighting. And that's how he gets Benny off him because Benny was going to kill him. Yeah, I thought it was a Dremel like, tool. Like, like that you'd sit there and use on little little bits of metal. But yeah, you're right. It's not a little saw. Yeah, it's a medical one. Oh, that's funny. It's just bizarre. Like, Yeah, it's like a little Dremel. Uh, and then I think like Ryan and Michelle call for help and he immediately goes, well, bye, Sarah. Little girl <laughs> randomly in the woods running from, you know, her entire family was murdered. He just leaves her. Yeah. All my friends were murdered. <laughs> and then Leatherface comes right back in there on the corner and just brutally kills her. <laughs> just savage. This is This is also one that they had to cut way down because they were going to have, this is, Seriously, guys. Now, if I'd have read this in the script, I'd been like, this is going to be great to film, but it's never, never going to get in the movie. They wanted to make a mechanical doll that was shaking like this for, you know, people who don't see me on video, like shaking her arms back and forth while he slices her from vagina up to her neck. And I was like, oh, come on. That's the second time they wanted to do that then. I know. They're like desperate. We just got to sell someone in half. So is somebody from this movie on Terrifier? Because they do that in Terrifier. Probably, because Greg Nicotero was like one of the main people that were doing the special effects on this. So I don't know if he has anything to do with I'm Terrifier. I'm going to get that but... fucking vagina cut. I'm going to get it eventually. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I'm slicing a dude from the dick down or I'm slicing a girl from the vagina up. Which one are you giving me? Neither? God damn it. <laughs> people are like, we need a new kill. And he's like, hey, guys. I've got this idea. Now hear me out. Hey, Greg, are you going to say slicing her from the vagina up? And he's like, no. Mm -mm. Slicing Down. her straight through her boobs. <laughs> straight through. <laughs> no, <That's> Greg. <laughs> then, then you catch that after she dies. Like, Benny's like, damn. <laughs> oh, is that why he said that? Was Because I remember he, like, doesn't he go, we made a great pair or something like that. And Benny's response to like Sarah, literally, is getting Sarah. Benny's just like, "Damn!" Oh no! Yeah. Were they trying to make a reference that he like raped her or something like that, or wanted to? No, I don't no, think I so. Benny's, that's how Benny's response was just funny. Yeah, he's like, oh no, no, <laughs> not Benny's. I mean, uh, later in the film, when um, Alfredo comes and looks at her and goes, "We made a great pair," or something like, ah, oh, whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah, and then I kind of don't know what happens in this film. <laughs> Like, I, I think she ends up, so I think Ryan gets knocked out mm -hmm. and then dragged back to the house. And well, Sarah he was like, gets from the accident, through. he was injured still. He was like going in and out of consciousness at one point. Okay, so yeah, somehow Michelle gets caught in the house and then Ryan is dragged in. And then that Tink guy's like, oh, we got dark meat coming because they sent Leatherface to get Benny. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess this is just the dinner scene because I know at one point I don't know when, but Leatherface was like playing on that little Texas oh, instrument toy. She finds the little girl, the little girl, so she runs oh, up to get help, right. and then the little girl keeps taking her upstairs, and then that's the little right. girl stabs her with the tiny knife. Yeah, <laughs> that little girl was creepy. I liked it. It's great. So I, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if they ever confirmed this, but apparently that was supposed to be Sally and Leatherface's daughter. Oh. Or not Sally, um, Pam from the first one who was mm -hmm. caught 
who was putting the meat hook and then putting mm-hmm. the deep freeze. Well, you never see her die. And what they oh. were trying to say is Leatherface did his thing with her and had it. Yeah, because they said that it's it's his kid. Yeah. Mom says that. You gotta hide your private parts. I'll cut mine right out. <laughs> what? I was trying to understand that too. I was like, wait, aren't you the mom? Just tell He's... him not to do it. Yeah, because they seem to... I don't know. I don't know. It, this is so bizarre because Weatherface also like really does not seem to like Tink at all because he's mean to him and then he just shoves his hand back into the... like I don't know. He burns something of his and then he shoves his hand into the, the oven. His, his Walkman. Oh, his Walkman. And he makes right. him get it back out. No, but did you notice that uh, it's another woke TCM here. Uh, Tex. He's like... they're. Call me Tex, because they're calling him whatever the name is before. Oh, I really oh. wish he'd just call me Tex. Yeah. And then they he just like puts his hand on his shoulder and is like, all right, Tex. I yeah, I actually kind of like that was one moment. I'm like, I, I kind of like those two brothers more than anyone else in this entire film. Like I like the family. Yeah, like, I, I, think it, I think it's a great family dynamic for a movie when they get together. It's real fucked up, but like it, it's the best part of the movie, I think. Hanging well, out, cooking dinner. Yeah, I, I kind of get your point on that. I, I think this is one of the better family dynamics out of this entire franchise, out of the ones I can remember I've watched lately, because, yeah, it kind of seems like they really love each other. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> fucked like up. Making dinner together and hanging out as a family. Giving each you know, other gifts. Yeah, the giant chainsaw. Talking about, talking about Leatherface's raping people. <laughs> Yeah, family. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is where like Weatherface. He like Junior likes the private parts. Oh, that's so gross. Uh, and then um, I thought at one point she was gonna like try to start smoking, and they smack a cigarette out of her mouth because she had like the vocal mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but no, they didn't go that far. But that that chainsaw was approximately eighty pounds. That's insane. That, is that a fact? <laughs> that's what they said. Yeah, okay. and they. Apparently, it was a real chainsaw. It's like the largest chainsaw that you can find. And then, of course, they modded it with chrome and all that cool stuff on it. But uh, apparently, they had normal chainsaws. And uh, one of the producers, maybe even Bob Shea himself, like looked at him and said, like, no, we didn't buy this franchise to put these things on screen. And then they made that giant, ridiculous one. (laughs) Chainsaw made for ants? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then and then she runs off michelle runs off because they, they kill ryan which they cut away from was supposed to be a hammer coming down splitting his head you know bashing his head right open and yeah then, they made a, a device for it they said yeah little girl triggered it yeah that was pretty cool i mean i like that again if they probably i would think if they didn't have the little girl kill him like that and that would just would have been tex or tank they probably could have got away with it but I, I bet the MPAA was pretty pissed off that they made a little child kill him. Just assuming. I, I don't know, really know. This is probably a good point. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going a little long here. So Michelle gets away. Uh, and then we got, you know, Leatherface is chasing her down. But right before that, we get Benny and Tex getting into a fight. And then Tex getting set on fire. Uh, oh, yeah, because Benny comes in, and the reason she runs is because he just like opens fire right into the house. Mm-hmm. Just fucking shoots in the head. Yeah, which finally, by the way, 
still alive. Was he actually alive, or was yep. he just a mummified freak? They said we gotta we gotta hit, poke you in the head so you spurt that liquid diet for Grandpa. Well, he got shot in the head. He's officially gone now. And I think the mom got shot. Tex got shot in the finger. Um, or was Tex shot to death? Uh, no. No, he goes out and they fight. Remember? Yeah. Like, yeah, they set some oh, okay. the gasoline leaks. Yeah. He's yeah. that lighter that Sarah gave him. Check off Sarah lighter. gave him earlier. And then he like has some little, you know, no one-liner catchphrase or something. Lights well, I thought fire. Tex got set on fire, not Tank. Tex. Oh, Tex, yeah. Yeah, Tex did. You said Tex. So Tink, I, I think Tink died. Yeah, I think Tink died in the kitchen, right? Yeah, mm. whatever. Um, uh, Leatherface is chasing Michelle down, and then Benny shows up, you know, running, chasing him down. And clearly Benny dies, like gets sawed in the head <laughs> with it. But uh, put a pin in that. <laughs> she, she gets away from Leatherface and I don't remember what she does to get away from him, but I remember thinking like, oh, did they are they killing Leatherface in this? No. Uh, well, actually, no. Did they she? They chainsawed him. Yeah, she chainsawed him, right? Yeah, he like fell back on his chainsaw. The one that was shooting up like a fountain. Yeah, there's like a mess. Yeah. I mean, it gets pretty messy here at the end. Like, they have traps everywhere. We skipped over all that. It's yeah, just, they, they there's go shit they, everywhere. They go through a bath in the plague water. Leatherface's chainsaw can apparently operate submerged underwater. Um, they're gonna, yeah. said, Michelle and Benny are going to need tetanus shots after this. I, I love how that, uh, you know, apparently their engine, their gas-powered chainsaw doesn't work like any other chainsaw in the world. I'm like, mm, pretty sure that engine would have got flooded real quick. <laughs> but who cares? It's magic, baby. And then she gets out in the road and Benny pulls up in, in uh, like Alfredo's truck and he's like, hey, how's it going? And he has like a scratch on his head. And I'm like, yeah, just a little one. Fucking kidding me. <laughs> his head like flopped open and it's just like, eh. <laughs> she can't drive stick, clearly. So oh, she's, she's a woman. A, they need a man. <laughs> uh, and then Alfredo shows up and they get into a fight and uh, she gets to blast him right in his rapist face. So that was her in the chest, whatever. Um, and then they just drive off. And I was like, what the fuck? But he's just like, mm, yeah, it's just a little cut. It's like he cut himself shaving. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's not like this happened earlier in the film and you just hope they forget about it. This happened like three minutes beforehand. Yeah, because <laughs> I was talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, black guy is probably going to die. They don't normally survive horror movies. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, he survives. <laughs> I thought he was dead. Magically. He, he magically survives. Nice and then, twist. Nice twist. And then we just drive off into the sunset. Um, apparently the, there was like three different endings to this. They do the spin again, right? I think they do the spin. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I guess one of them was Benny died and then she just walks to the road and then she sees a cop car and she starts like walking towards the cop car, you know, to get into it, a little bit of hope. And then the little girl pops up from the back seat laughing, you know, with her doll. And I was like, yeah, that's not a very good ending. But I neither is Benny's. I kind of like that one. But like, what? 
You don't set anyone. Now, if it would have been like Alfredo turned and Alfredo would have been the cop and the little girl would have been in the back, I would have liked that. Because then it's just like, oh, there's no hope. Yeah. Either but they never showed towards, the cop. So. I either want a good ending or like an awful ending for the, the main characters. Either they're fucked or I want them to get away. I don't want yeah. no in between. Yeah, I think you kind of have to go with that, especially with a movie like this. Mm. Like, you know, there's got to be either hope at the end or none. Like, just completely seal up all hope. You know, like, none. It's gone. But, all right. Uh, so, that ends our, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 review. So, recommendation times. Flipping a coin. Okay, Brad goes first. No. Skip it. Nope. This is like, they give this the Highlander 3 treatment. Chuck Norris needs to roundhouse kick this in the sun. I mean, it was just like... A retcon of a sequel, skipping over the second one. I'm out. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Uh, you can skip it. But, I mean, I do like the family scene. Maybe just watch that and move on. Yeah. Yeah, it's a clean sweep. I, I like, don't put this in your, like, 30 movies for 30 days, in, or 31 movies in 31 days in October. Uh, if you're going through the franchise, like, one by one, you you know, if you're a completist, you have to do this, but it's definitely going to be one of the more boring ones. Uh, yeah, I'd say if, if you're you're never just going to pick this one up and just be like, oh, I can't wait to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Like, it doesn't happen. Mm -mm. Only a Somebody's going to like it, but... Yeah. yeah, but like, there's always someone to like bad yeah. films. Look at us. Anyway, let's go on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle like Indy and bring something back to our Texas Chainsaw Massacre wing of the museum. I'm going first. I'm stealing it. Putting in that saw, baby. Saw's family. <laughs> Brad, you go. Okay, I say Leatherface's ability to start a chainsaw. Just how he can prime it. Just one pull. Like, <clears throat> Let's practice, baby. I'd be sitting there. I'd be sitting there. God damn it, you son of a bitch. Just like pulling on the damn thing. Like she'd be like half a mile away before I get the thing started. <laughs> That's why you go electric. She's got to press that little button. <laughs> now, of course, know. you saw right when you saw under her bone and stop. <laughs> it still hurt. It would. But now I'm going to go with the bathroom. It reminds me of like a, a lot of. Uh, venues and dive bars i've been in we're gonna go with that bathroom oh there. yeah i could see that mm -hmm. a lot of the hardcore like little shit shacks that i went to in chicago when i first got there just nasty like all the wood seemed like it was wet yeah <laughs> like, there was a venue in chicago that was half homeless camp half abandoned warehouse it was on That's like the third story it was tight it's nuts Oh, all right, let's go on to what we watched. All right, uh, Chris, you want to go? Yeah, I watched Morbius. I meant to talk about it last week. I forgot, but I liked it. It's shit. It's not good, really, but it reminds me of like the 90s superhero movies and stuff, and I liked that a lot. And like, I was looking up more on Jared Leto. Apparently, he's got like some sexual assault allegations against him. He's a cult leader. He's a piece of shit, but if you're going to watch the movie, it's not bad. I liked it. 
Wait, he's got a cult? Yeah, Jared Leto has a cult. He's got some great movies I like, but like, fuck, stop hiring him. Sometimes like the worst people make the best movies, though. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> like Army Hammer wants to eat people like in the real world, like not even like in the pretend world. Like and he's had some good yeah. stuff. So speaking of eating people, I watched uh, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story on Netflix. <laughs> That is really well acted, uh, really well directed, and it makes you feel disgusting. Did like, you finish he's it? He's so fucking gross. He's such a fucking asshole. Like just a real piece of shit. The, and it makes you feel so bad. Like, like the racism in the cops, or just like how stupid they were, and how many people just ignored these like obvious signs that gave back one of the victims oh my god because they were afraid of gays too that too yeah the homo you know the homophobia and like just and then the ending gets so much worse because like the cops go on and get celebrated by other cops inside you know maybe not all cops did it but they like win a prize or not win a prize but like an award and do a ceremony for them for doing their job shitty just because it became political mm-hmm. <sighs> that's it's a rough watch i'm telling you right now that i mean superb acting and i know more about the victims now than i ever have because i really just never wanted to get into it because you know i read a little bit about it and it was like oh my god this guy sucks but now i know more about the victims which is nice but you know at the same time i mean it's like the highest form of exploitation i've ever seen by Netflix or the studios who made it like, it's just how many Dahmer things do we need? I mean, I think this is the best one ever. So hopefully it's done. Like, I think we're just done. And it was really satisfying, you know, spoiler alert. If you didn't know Dahmer's dad, he was beaten Mm -hmm. to death by an inmate. Um, It was kind of satisfying watching him die. And at the same time, there's like a little part of you that's just like, Oh, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just like, oh, now I know the show's ending or something, but it's the truest form of exploitation I've ever watched. Just I think, wow. I think a lot of those things are. We got through the first episode and then I fell asleep and she couldn't finish it by herself. She said the second episode is fucking rough. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Sarah stopped watching. I did watch she, this on my own. She's like, I can watch it if you're there. And she's like, I don't think I can finish it without you. No, she just, she's like, this guy makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't want anything to do with it. And she was out. I mean, and she's a huge like horror podcast, but it's different because Mm -hmm. it's like coming from the point of investigation. Like she'll say all the time when I walk upstairs, sometimes she's like, I solved a murder tonight. I'm like, oh yeah, sure you did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah. All right, uh, Chris, I think you, wait. Brad. Brad, Brad. Yeah, for me, it's just more Rings of Power and House of the Dragon. So House of the Dragon did something interesting, like about mid-season, they jumped ahead about uh, five years or so. So it was almost like a second pilot. Like, nice. So that was interesting, where they're all older and stuff. And Yeah, I'm about to enter that episode. So that was cool. And the Rings of Power is getting good. I mean, it was slow. It's kind of, you, know, you see that sometimes with um, 
the JRR Tolkien writing even in the in the movies where it's kind of slow until they really get going. And so that's going, that's starting to go too now. So yeah, I'm liking that. And then my daughter watches a show on PBS Kids called Pinkalicious, and it is more annoying than My Little Pony. It's this little girl, she has nothing of any nothing of value to offer. They tell her to do things and she just doesn't follow directions and they're just like, Oh, it's okay, Pinkalicious, you'll do better next time. And it's like, no, fucking follow directions. It's terrible. And you're like teaching these kids to just like, okay, the adults tell you to do something and then you just don't do it. And there's no repercussions. That'll be fine. And they're no, just like, kid... oh, that's okay, Pinkalicious. That's okay you burned the cake or you dropped or you broke all the plates. And it's like, no. My kid had Yo Gabba Gabba growing up. That one was fun. I like that show. Man, Sorry, I, I wonder what the hell I'm going to get in like a year or two. I don't you have know. a huge collection of videos you can you can they don't even have to know tv exists well yeah i also got these christian tapes <laughs> these muppet christian tapes <laughs> i got i got more coming to you yeah buddy. <laughs> oh yeah i got a whole stack of them here for you <clears throat> now brad i don't even think you know this but like chris lives how close are you to that like christian place that sells them that the yeah there's a super christian one it's in town. Well, in town-ish. <laughs> now, do you feel bad every time you buy those and know you're supporting something you don't support? No. They yeah. got billions and billions of dollars going to them every year. Me buying some crappy beach. It's everywhere. I'm I'm in like the Bible Belt. So are you. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah if I go down south, it gets really bad. Yeah. So <clears throat> like like... billboards all over the place. Like, there's one that they're like, it basically says, believe in Jesus or you burn in hell. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a lot of Disney movies and a lot of Christian movies. Like I just bought the Left Behind 1 and 2 today. I found those. Oh, yeah. And Beetlejuice. I picked that up. I've got the Box Trilogy DVD of the Left Behind series. It's, uh, it's I love it because <laughs> like in this room, you guys can't see. It's all white walls right now. But I've, I've started to draw up my setup. And I have... <laughs> I think I'm getting close enough to have an entire small shelf of just Christian shit. And I can't wait until wow. someone comes over. I sent you two full-size boxes. Well, you know, like those, you can those almost shelves. Do a whole... Those shelves <laughs> hold a lot. Oh, okay, okay. And I, I was like, man, I my goal, and I, t I told Sarah, I was like, my goal is, is to have an entire ridiculous like Christian shrine of VHSs and Bible Man and stuff. And she's like, but why? And I'm like, uh, why not? <laughs> I got you Miracles in Motor City, like 10 of those. And oh, then uh, there's, and then Benny Hinn. The lady's like, oh, you a big fan of Benny Hinn? I was like, I don't know who the hell that is. <laughs> no, I ironically send these to my friend. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I was like, oh, my buddy collects them. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I think that's how we should end this week. <laughs> so remember to be kind. And rewind. And rewind. Yeah, that's close. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs>